Welcome to the Cultivation Podcast. That was the most energy I've had since we started this thing. I'm just feeling good, guys. Are you guys feeling good? Yeah, feeling startled me a little bit. So good right now. Like I <laughs> so can't even. So t- amazing. I can't even like fathom how good I feel. I know. So what was the highlight of your guys' day today? I thought she was gonna say summer, and I was like, <laughs> Oh <laughs> my god! <laughs> my highlight of my day was today. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Today we were walk. We went to um, an AAPI flea market down the street. That was amazing. Um, which I I could be totally wrong, and please correct me. But I believe that stands for Asian American Pacific Islander. Mm-hmm. Lovely um, little flea market of like vintage wear, home goods. And I was walking down, and this girl said, ah, "Love your outfit," and I said, "You know what? You get a gold star." that's the highlight of my day um i think the highlight was of my day was getting that brown like vintagey kind of water bottle or whatever it was and then i'm gonna use it to put flowers in it for my dorm room fire um i don't think i've had my highlight of the day yet but i mean i was listening to music this morning to make me feel very nice very good I got a really bad haircut this week, and so kind of struggling, but (laughs) (laughs) it's okay. Fire. I think my highlight was receiving that text and that voicemail. Well, what did the voicemail say, Philip? And (laughs) let's let the viewers know. Goodness. Okay. Well, it. Okay. So first, it was voice to text. Okay. And I was watching YouTube video. I was chilling, having a great time on the couch. It was nice. It's cool. It's fresh. (laughs) <laughs> Get very text. funky very fresh it said something like you did not reveal yourself to be human goodbye <laughs> and i was like what and then so then i got like the notification saying like i have a voicemail and i listened to the voicemail and the robot has the audacity to tell me that i couldn't reveal myself to be a human so oh you know i don't know so you're an alien no you know um, what all summer i have been theor- <laughs> theorizing <laughs> That if Philip is human adjacent, <laughs> because he does some funky stuff, and I don't have the call recall ability to state those things, but I'm like, <laughs> he's just a little, it's a little strange. He's just, uh, he's just a little quirky. <laughs> a little quirky. <laughs> quirky. Oh my gosh. Oh goodness. Okay. Well, we're having a great time. Um, <laughs> this is going to be the final episode. Of the podcast. Womp, womp, oh, should I? I think, do it. Do it. I do think, you know which button it is? Yes, it's. That was good. Yeah, yes. that was. That was needed. At least it I was. didn't get the laughing track in that. Yeah, one. that would have been that, really embarrassing. Yeah. And awkward. <laughs> funny. <laughs> that would have been super awkward talking. Awkward. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think we're just going to each individually and maybe just go off in a rabbit trail and answer the question. Um. What are we going to take away from our time in Portland? So I'm going to pick someone. Oh, God. Oh, this is intense. Can you pick yourself? <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I'll pick myself. I'll start the conversation. I what guess. did I learn, right, from, yeah, from my time you, up here in Portland? What did you learn, Philip? What did I learn? Oh, I mean, okay, obviously it's, it's really hard to compact um, and, and say what I've learned up here in one concise statement. Because I think it's it's so much, um, just so much time. I spent so much time uh, on so many different things. Um, but I think the what I'm definitely going to take away from my time up here in Portland is understanding myself more. And I think how I can just practice that um, anywhere I go and how I want to practice that, how I go. And I think it just comes down to a lot of like, just being more self-aware of myself, um, not beating myself up so much. I think like when I came up here, I was very used to like beating myself up mm-hmm. just in a whole bunch of different things, you know, but now I'm definitely trying, I'm definitely leaving with more grace for myself personally that I see that like God has like always tried and has always given me, but you know, I was always kind of like, my own hindrance and Mm -hmm. so i think yeah i think that's going to be like something i'm going to take away from Mm -hmm. 
Portland and and utilize for the rest of my life. Yeah, and how like how did you get to that space of like coming to that conclusion of that's where you're leaving with, you know? Yeah, um well, I think it's I definitely came up here with you know, things I had to deal with. Um and I, I knew even even before I came up here, I I remember just praying about my time up here and um and just realizing that, you know, like this is going to be a time that I can focus on myself. Um, you know, I won't have an excuse, I won't have distractions. And even though, you know, I did have excuses at times and distractions up here, you know, I really I really couldn't ignore it. And now like I'm at this point where like I can't ignore the the tensions going on in me. I can't ignore the the um just the whispers of hey like do the work um and stuff like that and yeah so like I'm I'm really excited actually to go back home and not only to like continue this work and to like continue to listen to myself and listen to God and all these other things but also I can't wait to see how it's going to impact just my relationships um you know at church Mm -hmm. with my parents with my girlfriend, all these different things. Yeah. Sorry, Philip, choose. Oh. 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 <laughs> oh a little popcorn, huh? <laughs> all right, Alexis. Oh, um, no. No, actually, I want Joel. Oh, okay. oh a switcheroo. I <laughs> like it. A switcheroo. Oh, my gosh. Um, I think for me, actually, okay, context. I'm going to read this thing that I wrote on June 6th, which was our third week up here. And I think we were talking about um, like healing, maybe. I don't know what we were talking about this week. But I'm just going to read it. It's like a maybe a poem, maybe just a thing. I don't even know. But it's titled Within. I've spent my whole life looking, longing, loathing, lusting for the touch of another, seeking for meaning, searching for purpose. But I've found that home may be where all is found. And maybe that home can be found within. Within others, nature, God, even myself. I've spent my whole life looking outwardly when home was within. Within all along. Home, I have found myself. Um, and coming up here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, I and I feel like I've talked about this kind of all throughout the podcast episodes. Um, that like the biggest thing for me being up here has been realizing and appreciating and valuing the constant indwelling of the spirit of God within me. Has that's been like my my thing that I've been saying. Come on, and I think that the way that I first kind of understood like God living inside of me before coming up here was very attached to like experiences and moments that I could pinpoint that I distinctly was aware of God because of uh, like where I was or who I was with or what I was doing, whether that be at like youth group or at, some other small group or at church um, or at like a young adults group and uh, being up here, I've like, I feel like I've like, even though we're working at a church, I feel like I've spent like so little time at church compared to mm-hmm. what I did even before I came up mm-hmm. here. Um, Cause like church up here is like an hour long usually. Mm-hmm. And at home I was spending like probably like five, six hours at church a week. And be, that being between Sunday mornings and uh, young adults. And so being up here and not having this like tangible marker of experience with God that typically is like very clear to see and very obvious to hold on to it. Like my relationship with God was like, I was like struggling like first few weeks up here because it was like this total shift in context of how I was interacting with God. And not to say that I wasn't having moments with him in my own private life 
before that because I totally was, but I don't think I value them as much as I do now because before I just was like so easy to just neglect those times because I was able to have the exact same experience in Mm -hmm. church. But because it was in church, it wasn't as personalized to me. And so it wasn't as meaningful because obviously like no matter how much your pastor or any speaker is hearing from God, not every single word they say is going to be a hundred percent applicable to every single person in Mm -hmm. the congregation. And so moving from that and being up here and not being at a church that's Sunday centric, not that my church at home is, but it really like forced me to like look within and to turn to God like personally and not corporately. And so it was like super uncomfortable because I was like, I'm being forced to see God in a way that I don't understand that I'm not really used to. And while I did have those experiences during quarantine, when I was just at home uh, during summer, not in school or and not working at that time, I like God was just kind of like a second thought for me because I was just not going to church. So he wasn't immediately in my line of sight. And being up here, I've like been kind of forced to like come to terms with the fact that I've been neglecting uh, the spirit of God inside of me. And the ways that I've begun to see God within me have been so different than they have before. Because before it's always been in the context of like hearing like from God and then using what I heard as a way to encourage others or speak life over them or whatever. And so being able to speak that life over myself was something I was like super uncomfortable with because I just never had a need to because I was able to kind of compensate for that in like these like spirit filled worship moments that I was having at church. And so now, I mean, like I could see myself never going to church again and having like the most fruitful, life-giving, powerful relationship with God of my entire life. And so it makes my times at church and my times with people just so much more fun because I'm not like needing to like fill this quota of like experience (laughs) to like make myself feel valuable or make myself feel like I'm engaging in my relationship with God because I'm able to so just like silently now, like I don't, mm-hmm. like I will just be walking down the street and I'll like see a crow or I'll like hear a songbird or I'll see a flower and I'm just immediately reminded of God. Like I'll literally like every time I take a deep breath, I'm reminded of God. And so it makes my relationship with God so much more continuous and mm-hmm. so much less circumstantial because I'm able to be constantly dwelling in God the same way that God constantly dwells within me. So good. So I think that's like, I mean, and not to say that I'm doing that perfectly or that I even understand it because I feel like I'm even more confused <laughs> now being up here because I'm like actually having to face the things I've like neglected. Um but I just feel so much more at peace because I just feel so much, or I guess I'm much more aware of just that constant grace in my life. And because I'm constantly dwelling with God and God is constantly dwelling with me, it's just this like consistent sense of comfort in my life that Mm -hmm. I don't think I had before. Yeah. And let me, I don't know if I've told you, but like, it's so cool because I've seen that in you like what you're learning, what you're going through and whatnot. And it is, it is like something I keep in mind because I see it in you and like you've talked about it and whatnot. And so like, yeah, I just want to thank you for that because like I feel like in how I've been living with you for the past, you know, six, seven weeks and whatnot and seeing that in you, it is always reminding, it's always reminding me that like, you know, God is present always. And, And so like in my time that I've spent up here, like, maybe walking alone or sitting out in the backyard, like that image of just God, like walking with me or that image of God just sitting next to me is just so present. And Mm -hmm. you definitely like remind me of that a lot. Thank you. Mm. Popcorn it out. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I have to choose now? Okay, well, I guess Alexis can go since she 
nearly missed the. She deferred. She <laughs> deferred. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> well, um, a lot happened this summer, and so I guess more internal work and just realizing a lot of like things that I've neglected within myself, and also like things that I knew that I needed to work on, but I never did because it was the fear of facing it. Mm. And I remember, what the frick was that? (laughs) 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 Anyways, um, so I wrote in one of my um, note things that like, in all seriousness, that being home was similar to being in like, a constant repetition of things it was like an imprisonment and I remember beginning of the semester started it out with a car accident and then that that I, w- I wasn't like super like vulnerably and like just not that word I don't know what the word to describe it I just wasn't super affected by it emotionally but it still was the thought of dealing with insurance and then dealing with loss losing someone that I really love and still love Mm -hmm. and just dealing with the constant repetition, not having time to truly like be with the Lord and be with myself. That was something that I never had time to do. My day was like, get up, class, work, and then homework, possibly till 2 a.m. and then sleep. And then the same thing over and over again. And on my days off was homework. (laughs) And so it kind of just felt like a repetition. And then the emotions that I was feeling was um, also like to go deep. I was diagnosed with depression. And I remember like during that semester, I was just like so like entangled in my thoughts. And like I just didn't want to see anyone. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I shut down for probably a majority of the semester. And it was just especially losing someone that I loved. And that was like a trigger point for me. And um, feeling so afraid to reach out to people is something that I struggled with. And I remember just being at home and like, I would have this mask on that I'm okay, I'm thriving. And then like my emotions, I could easily hide away. Those don't matter. But here, let me be present with you. And let me, I don't want to show you what really is going on because that is something that I was so afraid of. And I just remember that coming up here, I was so excited more so because it was like a little escape, like a little getaway. And I knew something good would happen, but I didn't know what. And I remember I was just feeling so afraid, like what's going to happen. And I was like, I have so much going on that I know that, coming up here could I don't want it to be like a camp experience and then Mm. that camp experience comes to an end and I go back to that little prison of mine and I don't want it to be that way and I remember coming up here and the first few weeks of going over the movements and just like these deep questions and I'm like oh my gosh like whoa and so going over them by myself like I just found myself on like weeping because I was like feeling slowly feeling myself again and like Mm. feeling like I'm slowly coming back to life like I was this lifeless body and I was just going through the motions of life but I was not dealing with what was in me and what was creating me to be this lifeless person um but something that I just slowly started to realize when I started to come up here and over the weeks I was like slowly taking off that mask whether it was with Greg or whether it was with Cam and whether it was with you guys like the mask was like slowly coming off and Mm -hmm. it was something that was super scary because it was so deep that I haven't even told anyone like my parents don't know my sister doesn't know none of my family knows some people like no one knows about Mm -hmm. everything that I've been dealing with internally And so coming up here, it was scary taking the little bits and pieces and showing that, yeah, I'm hurt. I'm like, I feel lonely. I feel lost. I feel just afraid of what's to come. And coming home is something that scared me a lot because I'm like, that's like reality. That's like coming back to everything that 
kept me in that prison before, but how can I break loose from that? And it's, and I was talking with Greg and it's like, I have to be real. I have to not say what other people want me to say. I have to say what I want to say and what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And that's going to lead to like the prison doors being open and he said something that really scared me. It's having a conversation with some, someone about what I was feeling mm-hmm. and someone super close with me. And that put a lot of fear in me, but a lot of like empowerment at the same time because I needed to do that to break free fully. And so it's like being up here has like slowly like built up my little toolbox to go home but it's like the toolbox is just going to stand there. But once I get home, it's like opening that up. Okay, vulnerability, mm-hmm. let's get that. Let's find those people. And then let's be open with my family because mm-hmm. that is like the source that's going to be like the way for me to just find freedom. Mm-hmm. And that's the hardest part for me because my family sees me as this happy go lucky girl, someone who's always pushing like for success and someone who's like probably never felt like, you know, depression or sadness. But it's like I'm I'm ready to break free from that and I'm ready to be real because I feel like oftentimes like the mask is more painful and more heavy on me than what's truly me. And coming up here like I felt like I just dropped all the weights and like holding like these thousand pound weights and now it's like wow like I can actually like feel I can I can be me and as much as like those emotions of insecurity and of sadness like come I I know that I can be real and I don't feel afraid of that and I mean I do but it's not the fear the intensifying fear that I had where I can't reach out and like yeah that's what I'm looking forward to taking home with me Mm -hmm. so good so for anybody who is feeling like they are stuck in a sort of imprisonment or find themselves wearing a mask what would you say is the biggest like what's the biggest part of breaking free out of that I think the biggest part that was for me in breaking free is understanding that. Um, For myself, it was hard, more so hard understanding and seeing that and seeing the deeper emotions that were within me. But I think the one thing that like kind of helped lead to that freedom was friendship and community. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes like I didn't reach out Um, but finding that trustworthy community is like when I came up here, that's what I found. And Mm -hmm. it was like just the trigger point for me to jump forward. Mm -hmm. So who can you trust and who can like you trust to be real with? Um, and for me, I find my trust in feelings and Mm -hmm. when I trust someone, I feel it. And that's when I know I can like, I can share Mm-hmm. And so trust yourself and who you can trust and be real because the mask is heavier than what's underneath. That's so good. Yeah, breaking those breaking those masks takes a lot of strength and it takes a lot of time to find mm-hmm. communities and people and individuals that you can trust. So that's very brave and I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Sorry. every podcast man (laughs) (laughs) allergies man (laughs) um i think that for me i mean before coming up here to be completely frank like i was definitely in a space of like apathy um not really wanting to care um not really feeling like I wanted to push forward and I was kind of okay with just staying um stagnant um and not in a way that is still and that is good but in a way that like 
that messes with you um, and hurts you. Um, and I wasn't in a place where I wanted to really talk to God or um, share even those feelings with people that I trust, people that I love. I wasn't in a space where I could really get out of like that hole that I've put myself in or found myself in. Um, and then I didn't know why I was coming up here because it was very loose, loose ended. Um, and like graduating college and not really having like a plan that is solidified, not having dreams that I can fall back on all of, all of the dreams that I've found myself desiring and wanting and praying they're all kind of gone and they've all kind of died Mm -hmm. and it kind of sounds dramatic but that's the truth that's what's happened um it doesn't I don't feel like I am in a space where I thought I was going to be um I'm not all put together and the questions that I have for God and for the relationships in my life and just for myself, they're just really hard. And there's not a lot of answers that I have yet and not a lot of pictures that I have um, and goals that I'm aspiring to toward. It's just, I'm left with just me. And so coming up here, my heart and my head and my dreams and everything kind of dead you know um the garden of my life is gone it was destroyed and it hasn't been watered and I don't want to be seen there I don't want to be seen in a space that is desolate and broken and doesn't have beauty or life it's empty and it's not full of flowers or the good things that I want to be able to give, Um, but being up here, I think I've I've learned how to be seen in a way that I've been afraid to be seen, Um, letting myself be seen in my, in the dirt, because my garden is gone, and letting others come into that space and help me, um, sift through and find what is still left those pieces or those seeds or whatever letting people into that space has been remarkable um I think that here and in this time uh, a book has closed in my life um and I don't know if I'm ready to dream again yet I don't know if I can But I know that I'm finding that my value, my belovedness, my worth, um, the things that I contribute to the world, they don't just rely on the dreams that I dream or the beauty that I can bring into the world, that it's intrinsic and that trusted people, my community, the people who I can let into my garden, into my field. That's the place where I'm finding the most healing. Um, And I think it's, it's opening up a new book of, okay, what is, what is left here? And what can, what can be brought out? Um, What is still good? Um, and I just know that, yeah, like my my worth and the things that I thought I valued or wanted, my dreams that are gone, that's not what has been pushing me forward or moving me in a direction. It's keeping things whole. And I guess wholeness is not a full garden sometimes. It's not just the the fruit. It's It's also the what's left at the end it's the dirt it's the soil and it's all the stuff that nobody wants to pick up that's also whole yeah um 
I don't know if any of that made sense. It kind of went on, no, on the little picture. It, does. <laughs> it it really makes me it when you were talking about like wholeness and how you know even after say everything is you know the harvest is already done. Um, it made me think of a circle and how we've often like you know have used like the circle as like this symbol of wholeness, mm-hmm. but how like we go through cycles and a cycle, you know, has its stages and then it comes back to the first stage and how if we were to draw that with an arrows, it would also make a circle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I don't know, like it just made me a picture, like no matter what stage you are, like you're going to need each and every single stage to go back to the one mm-hmm. and to start it all. Yeah. To remain yeah. all. It's really good. <laughs> I loved everything that you said, especially like the soil and everything that some people just don't want to pick up. I just, I also like see it as whole. I mean, to grow, you need soil. And so I just think that like, I just find that so beautiful because that is true. The soil and all the stuff around is their whole they lead to beauty, they lead to growth, and it's something that I just find beautiful how you explain that, and something so, like, important, and also, like, something that I'm excited for you to just, like, go on in life and see the beauty in all parts of your garden, and all stages of your garden, because no matter what, I just find it beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's just, I just thank you that, you know, you have allowed me to be a part of this, yeah. of your journey. Um, it's been really sweet and amazing. <laughs> and I just, man, I love each and every one of you. Like, honestly, like, um, just to get to know you guys even more. And, yeah, it's just been such a blast up here. It has been a blast. A yeah, blast it's been so have. fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask, what, what are you guys going to miss? Uh, oh. oh, gosh. <laughs> Everyone does the, oh, <laughs> the no. sigh. I will say, I think, for me, the thing I'll miss, um, I live in Burbank, California, and Burbank (laughs) doesn't have um, really good parks. I don't think Southern California has really good parks. (laughs) That's Because up here in good old Portland, Oregon, you can, like, literally walk into the forest in the middle of a city, (laughs) and you just, like, can't do that at home, and it's just, like, (laughs) if you do, you just look like this, like, weird, random person, like going on a picnic by yourself and it's just <laughs> like like southern california isn't park vibes <laughs> and i love the park vibes of portland yes yeah so i'm really gonna miss just mount Tabor. that was good cathedral good park, park. Uh, gorgeous oh my gosh. if you guys ever come to portland and i'm sure there's some portlanders port portlanders portlandians, portlandians. <laughs> i like it um that are like ugh, those are so common parks i cannot <laughs> believe they're saying those but <laughs> mount Tabor and cathedral park are just like on another level so good it's beautiful mm-hmm. but yeah definitely yeah. gonna miss definitely gonna miss those i'm gonna steal your answer <laughs> <laughs> i'm also gonna miss just like how green it is up here mm-hmm. i think that it does wonders for the heart and the soul yeah and the serotonin um, levels yeah. <laughs> i mean it's probably a little bit different in the fall that's when california pops up yeah yeah we're in the fall in Cal- southern california and it's like 90 degrees and you're like what i was gonna say the true yeah. fall is like december to march yeah. <laughs> no yeah. winter no winter. No. <laughs> Don't know her. We yeah. get we get summer and then we get fall and then we get diet summer in the spring. Diet and summer. Then we get, <laughs> and then we get summer plus in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't fall a really like truly fall? Because you know my uncles come here from like Virginia, North Carolina. Like family comes down and it's like this is. Where fall? did that accent come from? <laughs> I know. She said, I got. I got. I got some a family, family from North Carolina. Virginia, down in North Carolina. <laughs> I was gonna say the the leaves turn like this beautiful red yellow for one day, and then they fall. <laughs> one day, and then they're gone. 
gone. Fall is I'm one day saying, a year. I'm also going to miss how beautiful it is here. It's yeah. very easy yeah. to become more mm-hmm. creative yeah. based on like the surroundings. But yeah. I mean, I guess we can like find that in California. You just have to be more intentional about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely going to miss that the most. Yeah. Yeah. And the community here, the Long Siders. Oh, oh my god, Incredible. Definitely. So, yeah, I was going to say, I think I'm going to, I'm just going to miss the people so yeah. much. Um, everyone here at Alongsiders, um, everyone that we've met like elsewhere and like even just in meetings. Um, yeah. And I'm definitely going to miss like the change of pace. Ooh, definitely. And I don't know, maybe it's just because, you know, we were here as an internship and, and whatnot, but like, since I've been up here, like my pace has just been nice and steady, slow, not rushed or anything like that. And I feel like Especially once school comes around, mm. it just gets so busy. Lucky Julia. Lucky Julia. <laughs> yeah, lucky Julia. So I'm. Jess. I know I'm gonna be looking for like ways to not feel so rushed. You mm, know. That's good. Um, and hopefully it works out. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I like that. I think for me, definitely the parks. I love them, and it's just refreshing to like walk through it and to see like so many people just like at the park which i found like so cool like people watching yeah i love people watching i could do it every day (laughs) um i think another thing is just love the dogs oh my gosh there are so many dogs up here golden doodles there's the state dog (laughs) like i'm like wow Oh corgis? my god, corgis. Corgis? Corgis. <laughs> I would just like to say that that was not Philip being funny. He really thought it was corgis. I told That's you this was just further. Summer. Yep. Oh, definitely. This is Julia's point that we Philip are rambling, yeah, you guys. I love it. It's fun. Oh, another thing is also the people. Um, yesterday we were at a waterfall, and this really cute little girl said, I love your outfit. And I was like, oh my gosh. Thank you. And I was like, oh my gosh, wow. This is so, the wow. And then I proceeded to say, are you sure she was talking about you? Like this? I, mean, yeah. I was standing right, I was walking right next to you. Ethan yeah, was walking right I next mean, to you. Yeah, that's true. She could have been like, wow, Ethan, love the sh- holes in your shirt. Wow, Philip, love the flannel. <laughs> I, you know what? We were all serving looks, so. Mm, serving looks. Mm-hmm. That's good. I have a question. What is something you're looking forward to? going home i'll go first because <laughs> i know that alexis has the exact same answer oh my gosh but i'm excited <laughs> to go to the actual beach ah. and not have to <laughs> let it Do you be live near one i don't need don't to live to near flex. one but i can <laughs> just drive is one i can just because <laughs> driving it. through the malibu canyon going to point doom is I just know. like the ultimate summer vibe and obviously been up here the whole summer. Yeah. So that's what I'm excited for. Just being able to go to an actual beach. Because yeah. we went to the coast, as it is called. Yeah. And the <laughs> there was people that were swimming. And I just, it could not be me. <laughs> could <laughs> never be me. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I'm looking for, well, I'm not going back to school. So <laughs> jealous. we'll see what happens. <gasps> but um, I think I'm looking forward to really investing time and energy into my art mm. um so if you need a commission hit me up at julia vartan kate no 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 no, no. not even my name at <laughs> julia vartan on instagram mm-hmm. yes. but yeah i'm i'm looking forward to I was like wait that's wrong <laughs> I, i'm just looking forward to having the space and time to process through painting and kind of figuring out where that leads but yeah um, this podcast, you're getting all of the sound effects that we tried to cover up <laughs> um, in silence, but authentic. now you're just getting all of them. So there you go. And you'll have your yeah, oil paints. Exactly. I will have my oil paints. I feel like I've heard Julia talk about how she's so upset she wasn't able to have her oil paints at least 15 times this summer. I have and a that's toolbox. Mi- that's a minimum. That, a toolbox that. full. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Alexis? How about Joel? Um, since Joel rudely took my answer, um, I would have to say seeing my friends. Um, something that I've like, they've all like gotten contact with me the past few weeks, and I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> and so I'm so excited. And yeah, Joel already mentioned the 
beach. I love the freaking beach. <laughs> um, and Joel freaking stole that. But, you know, Sorry. I live five minutes away from the beach. So you true. best believe I'm going to be there probably the day I even get back. I'll be like, <laughs> oh. At like yeah, 9.30 like, p.m. <laughs> you know what? That's why I'm probably leaving early. So I can, you know what? Get that time. Mm-hmm. But Philip, <laughs> <laughs> <What>? you're good. <laughs> Poor Philip, when he's editing this podcast, is gonna be like these levels. Hey, oh, this it's is fine. authentic. Are wild. It's all good. It's R- fine. What did they say? R.I.P. Headphone users. R.I.P. Headphone users. Uh, yep. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again. Um, my parents, my dog, my bed, my girlfriend, oh, my, my friends. Uh, I just really can't wait to just say hi and hang out with everyone. Uh, we have like I have like a month before like I really have like any other further responsibilities <laughs> to be honest. Um, so I'm I'm gonna take full advantage of it. Uh, I want to be more intentional in my art too, and I've been thinking like specifically just in writing. Yeah. Love that. And so I'm gonna be more intentional with that. And I think it should be fun. You'll get text <laughs> updates from me. Philip, send some writing. <laughs> Let me know message. how it's going. Yeah, and then I, you you can paint about his writing and he can wait. write about your painting. Oh my God. Because, oh my yeah, God. I really want Look to. Look that collaboration. Wow. I really want to write short stories. Mm. I think that's yes. like, because I've written poetry for a really long time. And I think like when I see like the progression of my writing, like I'm definitely a little bit more into like story-based writing right now. Yeah. And so I think short stories are going to be like where I start off on. That's fun. I like that. Fire. Wow. Yeah. So I just have <laughs> one final question Ooh, before we, question. before oh. we sign off. Oh. That's kind of sad. sad. I know. Oh this my God, is where really are the sad. tissues? <laughs> um, so we obviously talked about, you know, what we learned up here, what we're going to take away and all that. And so I just want to give maybe just some general, um, I don't know, I don't want to say advice, but just general, you know, encouragement or whatever. Um, like, how do you guys think we can practice what we learn as we go, you know, on with our lives? Mm-hmm. Well. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> just gotta, just give me like five really minutes. <laughs> I'll, I can answer. Yeah, I had, I had an idea cool. off it, the bat. Um, I definitely think one of the things like that I want to continue to practice is using transitional objects. Mm. And mm. explain what, is, what are those, Philip? What is thou transitional um, object? I don't even. Remember- <laughs> That didn't make sense. <laughs> Everybody else is laughing, but I'm just upset about the incorrect grammar. <laughs> oh, I, I forgot um, how how um, how Bill or how Greg explained it. It's a outward representation of an inward grace. Is something along the lines of that? That's exactly That's really the, good. that yeah. was the correct vernacular. Oh my gosh! Yes, I'm I'm thankful I remember that. But basically, like what that means is like when you have a transitional object, and I'm just going to use like the one that I think we all like understand is like a wedding ring, for instance. Like that is a completely like if you look at that, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, like I'm married to this person. Like you're going to remember maybe like your vows or you're just just that what that marriage means. Right. And so that ring becomes this transitional object for you. And so for me, um, I'm already trying to think like how how I can take, you know, um, some of the things I've learned and practiced up here and find a transitional object Um. for it. And one of the things, thankfully, hopefully Next week is we get the tattoos. Mm. Yup. Not I. Not yes, I. sir. Because I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this No. So it's literally just me and you. It's Joel? literally just us. I th- and I think, I think, it's not to just drop names that some people probably don't know, but I think Greg, Michelle, and mm-hmm. Cam might be getting them. Yes. Those are people on staff here alongside <laughs> his church. Yes. But I, yeah, as of. Uh, the people in the room it's just us okay so tattoos yeah yeah so i'm i'm going to be <laughs> tattooing onto myself um the word beloved mm. and every time i look at that i'm going to remember um my time up here putting work into my identity as the beloved of god yeah. 
And I know every time I look at it, I'm just going to be reminded. And I want to be reminded of that because, you know, your identity is so foundational. And, you know, something I think I'm also practicing is like learning my value. Mm-hmm. And so I'm definitely going to see that that belovedness of God and that that um, that sonship and all these other things that I get from God. It's um, mm. just the core of who I am I um, like and whatnot. So. Well, I think for me, um, because of so, because so much of what I've have been learning up here has to do with like letting people into my life, even when I, I feel apathetic or I don't feel soft or kind or gentle or whatever, like letting people into that space, even when there's nothing really there, I think for me leaving I need I need to take inventory and inventory in the the people in my life who I need to continue to let in because I'm not going back to school and you know because of that it's so much more easy to isolate Mm -hmm. and I will live on my own island if I let myself and so I think the biggest part of me continuing the process that I'm going through and continuing in the story that I'm writing, I guess, um, is letting trusted people see me and receive me, um, even when there's nothing really remarkable there. Um, so I, yeah, letting people continue to be in my life. <laughs> That's good. Um, I think for me, it's also like just being real, um, with people and like also like the inventory thing as well. And just going through that and like understanding myself, like, okay, I feel off. Let's just like write down what I'm feeling and maybe I can dive deep into that core and realizing like, okay, like something's off and like, I'm feeling this way and trying not to like keep it within me and like push myself forward and it's going to take a lot but I'm willing to take that step to lead to that healing and so I think for me um just allowing people to be that person that I go to and like another thing that I found like healing within is also writing things down and like journaling and it's not just like the sad the melancholy the everything bad and like it's also things that like bring me happiness and I've noticed that like like I wrote about people in my life that I find like intentional with me and that I'm intentional with them and something that like a friendship that produces fruit and so I think like looking back in journal entries like I find myself realizing okay so here's my community here's who I can trust and so writing it down and also writing things that make me happy it's also a constant reminder that like when I feel down, when I feel like out of the loop to like, let's look back. Let's look back at the sad. Let's look back at the bad. Let's look back at the happiness and realizing like once I reach out, I can reach that happiness again. And like, Mm. let's like, I wrote down not too long ago about things that brought me joy one day, like the things that I did. And I think I wrote more so like my friends like were reaching out to me all day and I was like what's going on (laughs) and um but it just showed me that I do have people in my life that want to hear about my story want to hear about my feelings want to hear about everything and so why am I like keeping this within me and hurting myself more when I have people that can help me through it that can walk with me like my little army Mm -hmm. and like we're all fighting and like I will be along their side and they'll be along my side. And I've noticed that. And yeah, so I think just like journaling and also allowing people to help fight with me. That's really good. Uh, I think for me, what I'm going to be continuously practicing uh, going home is just, and I think it's like very related to what I said in the beginning, um, but just like sitting 
with God and like sitting within God and God sitting within me and like just allowing God to be my best friend and like allowing that value to be returned to me. Um, I think at like the beginning of this summer, I kind of became super aware of how little value I gave myself. And now I'm like, like I'm like the most confident I've ever been. Like I am, I'm it. Like I am such a great person. Like people. <laughs> oh, wait, drawing one. Oh my God. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> basically, Philip is just laughing at my girls. <laughs> it's a cheerful thing. Like, okay, so basically, you're the best one. But basically, like, yeah. I, like the people who get to know me, like, y'all are, y'all should be honored. Like, yeah. and I like don't, yeah. I don't say that in a way that's like arrogant or cocky or like, not in like a. I think I'm more valuable than other people, but like in allowing myself to like listen to God, my value is inescapable. Yeah. Like I cannot see Come myself on. as anything else besides Come valuable. On. And so because of that, I think I am beginning to allow myself to be, and I got this language from Chris Hewitts, who is a master Enneagram teacher, um, when he was talking about the five, which I identify as, <laughs> and he was talking about like, I don't, know, I don't know the exact verbiage he used, but he was talking about how kind of like a path of growth for the five. And in that is like being generous. And I, when I first heard that, I was like, I'm so generous because like <laughs> I, you know, I'm 19, I don't got a single bill. You know, like, I don't pay for anything. All of my spending is irresponsible. Like, I, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not, yeah. And so it's very easy for me to be generous, like, fiscally. Because, like, if I got $5 in my bank account, it's okay. You know, it's not okay. It's, like, it's really stressful. But, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to suffer from that. And so I remember when I first saw I was like, I'm so generous. What is he even talking about? And then he was, like, began talking about being, like, generous with, your personhood and like who you are as a person. And I was like, Oh, I'm definitely not that because it's for me, like the feeling of, Oh, if I'm like generous with who I am and I allow people to see me, I allow people to know me and my true self, like that's a vulnerable position that like leads me up leads me up wrong words that <laughs> sets me up for like people to leave me and for me to be hurt. And so I was like, a, just in like protecting myself, it's been like, Oh, you only get to see like, a trailer of Joel and like very few people get to like see the actual movie type of thing, but allowing myself to be generous with my personhood and allowing people to experience me is something that I have been doing up here. And because I just understand myself as so valuable in God's eyes and in my own eyes and hearing from other people that I'm valuable in their life, it's just, I'm like, Oh, like I'm going to let people experience me because that means that they get to live an awesome life. Yeah, they're very lucky. Mm -hmm. And then, like, kind of, well, that's not really attached to that. But just, like, mm -hmm. listening to God and, like, hearing from God, but not feeling this, like, pressure to act on it right away. But just, like, receiving from God and, like, letting it permeate me and letting it, like, sit within me and not this constant need to, like, oh, like, I heard something, I need to speak it out right now. But allowing myself to, like, understand that. And receive it in a way that is growing for me and then allowing me to help others grow in the ways that I'm growing as well and doing that like in partnership. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Very contemplative. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All about that contemplative spirituality. I love it. Thanks. So what I heard Thanks, was <laughs> taking inventory, journaling, transitional objects, and these contemplative practices of sitting, listening, and hearing um, and whatnot good stuff as ways we can practice um what we learn good. i like it well i think it'd be good if we i know it's really sad but <laughs> yeah. if we all see our see our goodbyes <sighs> um to whoever listens and to whoever will listen because this will be up forever <laughs> forever it's forever. never oh getting off the internet <laughs> yep when when aliens come to retrieve philip <laughs> 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 they will they will hear this podcast Exactly. I'll make I'll make sure the aliens broadcast. Okay. Awesome. Cool. 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 Sounds Please good. translate it for them. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, this has been such a blessing. Um, this has been so much fun for me, and I know we've all had a blast doing it. Um, 
yeah, and I'm I'm just gonna go back to our. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. <laughs> There's no tears. Yeah, there isn't. Um, <laughs> just to our original statement of just like we, we came here and we wanted to just cultivate a space to have these conversations, to invite you into these conversations, like you're sitting at a table or you're at coffee, you know, with some of your really good friends, or maybe you're up late at night contemplating if there are aliens that exist on the moon. And whether you know? they're in your living room. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so I, I really hope that, that um, what do you, what do you, that, that, that mission can I say that? That the mission of our, I don't, sure. I don't go off. Um, but yeah, I really hope that like that happened, you know? Um, and yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. You guys don't want to say anything? Oh, 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 oh. Um, <laughs> you just want to leave it? Well, um, well, I don't know. I can say something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just going to say, um, for whoever's listening, um, completely honored that you would take the time out of your day to hear us speak about things that we don't have expertise in. Um, but I hope that our vulnerability or our transparency in the capacities that we were able to give was helpful in your life, in your walk, in whatever walk it is, whatever path it is. Um, and I just... Yeah, I'm just really grateful for this experience to be able to do this. And I just hope that the conversations that we've had and the ones that you guys have had in your lives continue. Um, and if you ever just need a friend, you can reach out to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Online. Yep. <laughs> On the Instagram. <laughs> I love that. I don't have many words. I I tend to not have words unless I have a time and context, but uh, this is just, you know, I don't even know so. what to say. <laughs> this, what? This is just so good. This is just all just been so much goodness and just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say. But yeah. I mean, I never saw myself podcasting. And then we had like a meeting before we came up here and Greg was like, you guys are going to do a podcast. And I was like... Oh. Oh my god! I was so excited to hear that. I think that Philip might have been the only one. I was yeah. like, I'm not coming. <laughs> I was like, like oh, Greg, I actually it. something came up. I can't make it. <laughs> but I mean, like, I never saw myself as a podcasting guy, yeah. and I was forced against my will to be here. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was all a prank. But <laughs> I mean, I'm uh -oh. so grateful. <laughs> Oh, there we go. That's where it needed to be. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, like, I think I, like, I've definitely been able to see how I've grown in giving intentional time to mm. think about the things we've decided to talk about. Yeah. Because yeah. I think, like, most of the things we talked about started as just, like, a, I mean, it was obviously it was us talking about what we needed to talk about. Wow, that was, I don't even know if that made sense, but, mm, yep. <laughs> but us like having a conversation about what we were going to talk about in the podcast that ended up becoming an actual conversation and then we're mm -hmm. like wait we can't talk about this now we gotta save the good <laughs> stuff for the podcast so but so I mean nice. I've definitely grown hopefully alongside you guys yeah. so yeah I'm just grateful yeah. wrap it up Alexis alright well I want to <laughs> say thank you all for actually like listening um, to some college students, a college graduate. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and I also Ooh. hope that like, you know, you feel empowered and to just talk about just things like we talked about and just being open to conversation and like, don't be afraid to talk about anything. I think that conversation is so good to grow and also to like be leaders in this world. And so, yeah, thank you. Awesome. And we hope awesome, that awesome. you grow from this. And Ooh. yeah, I hope you all live your best lives. <laughs> Wrap it up, Philip. Wrap it up, Philip. Do the outro. All right. Thank you guys so much. This is going to be our longest episode. I really hope you guys have fun <laughs> listening to it. People um, are just going to see the time and yeah. just be like, oh, no. <laughs> it was 
fun. It was a fun conversation. Thank you, guys. Yes. Thank yes. you. Thank okay, you. bye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>